الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الله سبحانه وتعالى describes this month of Ramadan as شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن the month of Ramadan in which the Quran was sent down in which the Quran was sent down. Literally, Anzala means to send something down from above to below. And this Quran is the Mubarak word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This Quran is something that is first manifested in its physical form with its letters and its sounds from the Arabic language uh, in the first of creation, which is written on Allah al-Mahfuz, on the protected tablet which was mentioned in the Surah Al-Buruj which we uh, heard tonight. But it's more than just the letters and it's more than just the words. Rather, it is the divine speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not contained in time and it's not contained in space. Rather, it is from the sifat of Allah ta'ala and the connection between the attribute of Allah ta'ala which is eternal and uncreated and those letters and those words that are written in the loh uh, mahfud, which are created and which are in time and in space. It's such that the one who reads those words, the one who writes those words, the one who speaks those words, and the one who hears those words, the sifa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, makes tajalli, it manifests itself in that person. Just like the one who calls on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy, he receives from Allah's mercy. The one who obeys Allah ta'ala, he receives from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. The one who oppresses another, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his vengeance uh, is manifested in that person in this world and in the hereafter in all sorts of different ways. Just like that, the one who reads these words, who speaks these words, who listens to these words, who writes these words, there is a manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sifat on that person, on that person's heart, on that person physically, on that person spiritually, on that person mentally. This is why the Quran is so many things. It is a book of law. It is a, a book that will help a person uh, treat themselves uh, from illnesses that they have. It's shifa lin nas. It's a cure. There's a cure in it for people physically, mentally, in all sorts of different ways. The Quran is a source of barakah. The Quran is a source of understanding. The Quran is protection. The person who recites the words of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala gives that person protection. The last just couple of surahs that we read, right? You say to the kuffar, we don't worship what you worship, and you don't worship what we, don't, what we worship. You have your way and we have our way. And then Allah Ta'ala tells what? It's the portrait of the khatima of a person who, 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 who leaves this world and their Lord is pleased with them. It says the khatima of who? Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? When, when the help of Allah comes and victory comes and you see the people entering into Islam in droves, then glorify the praises of your Lord and seek forgiveness for Him because He always was the one who accepted repentance. Now everybody heard it. It sounds very nice. It sounds like a very nice thing to say. Everybody heard it and they said, Oh, this is so nice, mashallah. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, he heard it and he started to weep. Why? Because he's the one who understood what it meant. There's actually, uh, in the in the Riyadh al-Salihin, in the uh, chapter regarding the virtue of knowledge, it, the narration is mentioned that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, once someone asked, why do you let Abdullah bin Abbas sit in the majlis with the elder sahaba and the privy council? 
the other the other Sahaba said, we have sons too that are like him. He says, no, your sons are not like him. I said, what do you mean? He says, okay, this surah, what, what does it mean? Tell your sons to come and explain it to me. You yourselves tell me what does it mean. So they all said, oh, it means this, it means that, it means this. He says, it's, it's, he was called this Abdullah bin Abbas. He called him. He said, this is Allah Ta'ala telling the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is about to leave this world. And uh, 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 Sayyidina Umar says, by Allah, this is the same thing Abu Bakr Siddiq is the only one who understood from amongst the Sahaba. What did it, what did it mean when it came down? So it's a portrait of the passing of what? A person who's, who, who made it with Allah Ta'ala. And then what's the next surah? Tabatiya da Abi Lahab. It's the portrait. Because a person wonders about this. I see this like, you know, weird like ex-Muslim and they're like, why, why is it the Quran is like, you know, if it's from Allah Ta'ala, why is it just mocking like this like <coughs> dead Kafir and his wife? His Kuwaitra wife. What? It's showing this is, this is one way you can leave. This is another way you can leave. And then at the end of all of it, right? This happens in the Quran so many times, right? And then after both of them are mentioned, When good is done and bad is done, this duality only exists in the creation. Allah Ta'ala is the haqq. After all is said and done, before, during, and after, it's only Allah Ta'ala. That's it. Someone actually asked me this question, and I wonder why people, like on the 27th of Ramadan, is this like the only thing people have to do is argue about these things? But, you know, can't blame that. At least they're not playing video games or watching Netflix or whatever. So like, is it true, is it true that, 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 that some people didn't consider Nas to be part of the Quran? I go, no. But it is true that it's included in the, in the Mus'haf. They say, Wallahu alam, it's included in the Mus'haf of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. In the end, uh, uh, without Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And so some of the people you know, said like it's written as if it's a dua rather than, than a surah. But n- nobody ever said that it's not a surah. It's by consensus of the Sahaba and every generation afterward is part of the Quran. But it is a dua. Why? Because now you know the haqq. And now people are going to come after you. Everyone's going to come after you. The Democrats are going to come after you. The Republicans are going to come after you. It's one of the things they, can, they agree on. The British and French hate each other, but they agree on this, they'll come after you. The communists and the capitalists, they, they, fought, they fought cold wars and hot wars, oh, everything, lukewarm wars in the middle. But the one thing they agree upon, whoever says, La ilaha illallah, we're going to come after them. Everybody. Forget about, forget about like the USSR, you know, forget about all of that, right? Your own, your, own, your own mother-in-law is going to come after you. Your own mother and father are going to come after you. Your brothers and sisters are going to come after you. People are going to come <coughs> after you with this. So what? Right? I seek refuge in the Lord of people. The King of people and the God of people. From the evil that whispers inside a person's heart. It's so much evil that whispers inside of people's hearts. Forget about other people. There's so many, so much evil that's whispered inside our own hearts. Allah Ta'ala, forgive us. Allah Ta'ala, protect us from it. Amen. Allah, the The Prophet had no shar in his nafs and he had no say in his amal. But it's for, it's for us that, oh Allah, I seek refuge in, in you from the evil of mine. Nafs, 
and from the, uh, the bad effects of the evil effects of my bad deeds. So here you have this Quran with you. You're gonna need help. Here, here's 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 two the du'a silah al-mu'min. Here's two two weapons you can keep with you to protect you because they're all gonna come after you in the dunya. They're all gonna come after you in the dunya if you carry this with you. But the the fact of the matter is is what whoever has this book with them, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala puts them on top. Allah Taala puts them on top. The people will starve to death. That person will eat when everybody else goes hungry. The people will be forgotten about. Those people will be remembered. The one who carried this the, the, this book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We have it so easy. Wallahi, we have it so easy. We have a proliferation of access to knowledge, in the sense that in the pre-modern times, people couldn't even get books. You know, the Mus'haf was like a family heirloom. There were people, imagine how many people passed, would love to even just read the Qur'an, but they couldn't afford a Mus'haf because there's no Kata who can write it for them. We have, you know, much less the other ulum. Much less the other ulum, that people lived in a place where you couldn't see, you couldn't find an Arab, someone who spoke any, any part of Arabic for hundreds, if not thousands of miles around. Now, alhamdulillah, everything is online. Now everything is made easy. Now everything is free. Everything is, mashallah, like free, not just cost-wise, but free also in the sense that, that nobody will, you know, we live in at least in a place where nobody's going to uh, punish you for, 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 for learning how to read the Quran. Their tack is different. That make Netflix so entertaining and load YouTube with so many kitty cat videos that, you know, people will just waste their time saying that I have an intention to read this Quran, I have an intention to read this Quran, and their life will pass. Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala, forgive us. I saw from my mashayikh, I saw multiple people who would make khatam of the Quran every other day, who would make khatam of the Quran every day. I've seen those people before. Uh, and, you know, not with takalluf, just by reading it, making it their habit. You know, the, uh, uh, you know, in Mauritania, they ask about, you know, who's the, you know, someone, when, one of the, one of the, our Desi brothers asked one of the Mauritanians about like, you know, who's the Paka Hafiz, how do you do this? He said, we take our dars a thousand times. He goes, when you read any sabak a thousand times, he says that the entire Quran becomes like Surah Al-Fatiha. You can't forget it. You know, you don't, you just can't forget. That's how they used to, that's how they used to memorize it, commit it to memory in the old days. Now, who am I to tongue lash somebody? I myself didn't do it. Allah forgive us. I myself didn't do it. But the fact of the matter, it's there and it's, it's, it's possible for us to read it. It's possible for us to learn it. Its knowledge is something that's inexhaustible. It's not only just a fancy thing to say, to say Muhammad if the ocean was ink with which to write the words of uh, uh, my Lord, the ocean would have been exhausted and the words of my Lord wouldn't finish. And even if we brought another ocean like it, it doesn't mean that like, okay, a third ocean will get the job done. What does it mean? So many things. You did hifz of the Quran, you can always review. You can always recite it again. Rasulullah described it in the hadith of Sayyidina Ali anhu from, from Al-Hadith Al-A'war. Qurtubi mentions it in the, his muqaddimah and the fadail of Quran. It doesn't become old by repeating it over and over again. Rather, this is something, you know, this is something maybe the others, you can ask them, you know, just in case you think I'm making it up or something. There are certain parts of the Quran, the first time you read it and you're like, what is this? And then sometime you read it so many times later and later and it just strikes you. This is something so beautiful. This is one of the things between, you know, like something that's actually a work of art, something that's really a classic. Is that so many, you know, like buildings they built in the 70s and they probably thought it looked cool at the time. And now you look at it and it's like an eyesore. It looks like, you know. 
it's got it's become outdated. And then there are certain things you look at it and every time you see it again and again, it becomes more beautiful. You notice its perfections more. You haven't seen it for long enough in order to notice the, the, the perfections that are in it. Even if you're not a hafiz, or even if you're a hafiz, you can always read the qira'at. You can always read the, the, the knowledge that's, that's, that's tied to it. You can read the tafsir of the Qur'an. Every one of us can learn Arabic. And this is one of the things, people say, well, you don't have to be an Arab in order to be a Muslim. You don't have to. But, but if you're able to, you should. If you want to traverse this path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you're cut off from certain means, then Allah ta'ala suffices you. If the means are there for you to do certain things, uh, then, then that's the thing that you should do. You need to learn some Arabic. If you want to learn, you know, make suluk toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you need to know what's inside of this Qur'an. This Qur'an is the greatest of the awrad. It's the greatest of the adhkar that's been given to, uh, uh, to, to any of the prophets Someone might say, well, even greater than la ilaha illallah. Well, I read the Qur'an, how many times does la ilaha illallah come in the Qur'an itself? You'll see, repeat it over and over again. How many times does it come in the Qur'an itself? It's a hadith qudsi of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man shagalahu al-Qur'anu an al-Qur'an wa dhikri an mas'alati a'atitu khayra ma a'atiya sa'ilin. The one who uh, has been engaged by reciting the Qur'an from, 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 uh, or by making my dhikr, by my remembrance, from making dua. That person, don't worry about it. You're automatically getting the best that you could have asked for. This is something that's being written for you in the background while you're reading the book of Allah Ta'ala. And who's the one who decides the best that you could have asked for in this case? The hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala is the one who's making the promise. And is your choice for yourself better or is Allah, Allah Ta'ala's choice for you better? Otherwise, our choice for ourselves will make us like drug addicts and diabetes and other diseases that we don't want to mention in front of our elders. And you will kill us. Your choice for your nafs, you'll kill yourself. You'll destroy yourself. You'll destroy yourself in this world. You'll destroy yourself in the hereafter. You haven't even seen the place. How, how, are, how are we supposed to know how, how things are going to work on that day? That one who recites the Qur'an, the one who's occupied through the recitation of the Qur'an, from my, for, and, and in my remembrance, in my dhikr, from asking me, I'll give them, don't worry about it, I'll automatically give you the best thing that you could have asked for. In this world and in the hereafter. There's a, a, an ethic attributed to the Prophet wasallam that the recitation of children, specifically children, mashallah, the kids with us too, mashallah. Right? The recitation of the Qur'an of children it is, where's Abdullah? Where is he? Is he sleeping? Okay. So the recitation of children, what does it do? It extinguishes the, the anger of Allah Ta'ala. It extinguishes the anger of Allah Ta'ala. This is, this is something that our, our elders from, 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 from the time of the Aslat until now, they understand this, they knew this. Ibn Abi Zaid, his Risala, which we teach in Fiqh now, mashallah. That's the whole, the whole premise of the book being written is what? Is that you teach them the Qur'an and you teach them these basic things that go with it as well. Why? Because when you teach these things to the children, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will validate your, 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 your lineage and its existence. And if you want to be the last generation of people that says, La ilaha illallah before your qawm is destroyed, then don't worry about these things. So many, so many examples. The earthquake that happened in... In, in Kashmir uh, in 2005, I think, right? This is a devastating earthquake. We mentioned it before a couple of days ago in the Majlis. Entire villages were literally swallowed by the earth. There was, it was Ramadan time. I was sitting in, in the khanqa of our Shaykh, uh, Rahimahullah Tabarakwa Ta'ala, 
in which nobody checked their text messages in the masjid, mashallah, or phone. That 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 khanqa, mashallah, that, that khanqa, which was a very orderly khanqa in a way that people, I think nowadays, if we were to show something like that to people, they think I'm like rough and kind of, you know, hardcore. People would like call like whatever child protective services for like murid abuse if they were to see that, right? That khanqa in which, in which mashallah, I read more Quran than I ever did in my life. And I heard more Quran than I ever did in my life. When the earthquake happened, it was in Lahore. I heard we felt the earthquake all the way from 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 Lahore, to, from Kashmir to Lahore. It's hundreds of miles, and so I grew up in Southern California. You're used to earthquakes. You just went outside and whatever, you know. I stood in actually actually stood in a doorway. Everybody else ran outside uh, because maybe they don't have as many earthquake drills over there. I don't know. But the 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 idea is several days later because nobody has any internet communication, whatever. Several days later, what ended up happening, we found out that this was actually a very large earthquake. It wasn't what we just what we felt over there. The epicenter was very far away, and it was catastrophic. It was a catastrophic earthquake. What happened was a couple of days before, someone had called the sheikh and uh, uh, told him a dream. That I saw in a dream that two angels uh, were passing through this valley uh, uh, in Kashmir. And they said, should we not destroy these people because of their sins? And the second angel says, no, the children are reciting Qur'an. And so the shaykh told him, the shaykh told him, you should give some sadaqah as, as, as shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You should give some sadaqah as shukr to Allah ta'ala that Allah ta'ala saved, saved you. And this is what happens at the madaris, they, uh, many of them, they take, when is their one yearly break? Ramadan. In Pakistan, madrasa doesn't take the day off on Pakistan day. Because the deen doesn't take the day off, 1947 notwithstanding. They, they, many of them take it as a matter of pride. They don't take the day off, even, they don't take a holiday off except for, for Eid and Ramadan. So what happens? The, the, the earthquake just happened in the first couple of days of Ramadan. This is, this is, this is a haqiqah, it's a reality. We ourselves have to worry about this. We ourselves have to Think about this, that what are we going to do with our own children, okay? You don't have, you know what I mean? Like, I get the fact that there are people who cannot afford to take their kids to Islamic school, right? Running a school is not easy. There are some people who are, mashallah, have experience in that. It's like a function of government, just to have a couple of people get together and fund something that's like an institution that usually runs on like the tax base of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of or tens of millions of dollars at, 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 the, at the bare minimum. It's not easy. If you can do it, if you can't do it, you can at least find a place where you hire some Ahlullah person who has some knowledge of the deen. Somebody you think that this person, from what I can see or what I know about them, that inshallah they'll at least go to Jannah even if they don't you know, drive a nice car or whatever. And have them sit with them for two hours every day. If you can't afford the tuition in the Islamic school, $700 a month or, or whatever, you can at least afford the 50 60 $75, $100, $125 a month to have someone like that sit with your kids. If you can't afford it and they don't give you a break, then you teach them. Can you imagine people think about, you know, people nowadays, they think that the only khidmah I can do is that I'm going to go give a khutbah and become like a viral YouTube star and talk at a conference or become the president of the masjid or God knows what. And they exert ridiculous amounts of effort into these things. It's all haba and manfura. All of it, it's just, it's, it's nothing. It's all vanity. Illa mashallah. I'm telling you this, I tell myself this. Whenever I do anything in public, like I'm speaking to you guys. I'd be very surprised if this counts as anything in Qiyamah for me. It's just something someone has to do it, so we do it. Otherwise, these things that, you know, whoever's heart is so pure that, you know, they're not impressed by other people or whatever, 
then maybe for them it's you know good news. You should make du'a for me as well. The rest of us, Allah knows best what's going to be accepted, what's not going to be accepted. But imagine teaching a person, a little person, or a big person for that matter, teaching them qul Allahu ahad. How many times are they going to read it in their life? Imagine teaching alif to a kid. How many times does alif come in the in the Quran? Imagine, you know, every time they see they see this written and inside their heart comes what? Allah. And you taught them what alif is and so you get reward every single time. This is a fikr that we have to have. We have to we have to we have to invest in these things, invest our time, our money, our support. We have to stop talking garbage about these things. Wallahi, many of our aqwam, the, 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 the subject of the spite and the poison and the bile of people's speech is what? It's first the Qur'an teachers. Oh, these people, they did this, they yelled at someone, they kill, kill, kick, kick someone, they beat somebody, they ruined Islam because of this, nobody... Okay, somebody messed up, right? Because of that, you're going to now poison the well from which the barakah of our, uh, of our future generations is going to come, from which the najat that we have is going to come. I'll tell you, this is what all of our mashayikh said. This is what all of our mashayikh said. We heard from them, and it's from the Kitab and Sunnah, and we saw them practice it. The Pir Mehr Ali Shah, rahimahullah wa ta'ala, he was a Sayyid, and he was a, 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 one of the, one of the uh, direct students of Mawlana Ahmad Ali Saharan Puri, who wrote the Hashiyah on Bukhari and on the Mishkat, uh, 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 who himself was a, uh, a direct student of uh, 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 Shah, uh, Abdul Ghani al-Mujaddidi, one of the transmitters of Hadith. A great, he was a direct student of a, a great alim, mashallah. And he was a person, he was the one. He challenged Mirza uh, Ghulam Ahmed Qadiani to a debate. Mm-hmm. And so Mirza, Mirza accepted and then backed out at the last minute because he knew he was going to get trounced. And uh, uh, then uh, 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 Mirza said to him, No, 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 I'll, I'll debate with you, but like in writing, you know, not like live, you know. So he's like, Okay. And then he copped out of that too. And then finally, you know what Pir Saab said? Birji, what did he say? He's not like the fake beard. He's like the real, the real beard, you know. He, he's he's Sayyid from the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet Sallallahu as a person of zikr, a person of uh, a person that, that that had the love of Allah Taala inside of him. What did he say? He said, "I'll challenge you to a debate of miracles. I'll try to challenge you to, to a munazar of karamat." Mirza said, what, "What is that?" He says, "You're you're take your sahaba and have them put you in a bag and take you to the top of one of the minars in the Badshahi Masjid." And then one of my murids, I'll take, have them put me in a bag and take me to the top of the minara, the Badshahi Masjid. And then at that point in time, they can drop us and whoever is telling the truth, Allah will save him. Mirza backed out of that as well. <laughs> one of the murids said, Hazrat, that's amazing. You know, do you have like some karama or some amal that you would have survived that through? He says, no, but at least this khabis would have died too. <laughs> that's the heart of the Ahlullah, the people who have concern for the deen. That's how they think about things. You know what I mean? That's why he, maybe he would have survived, because he had that inside of him. His wasiya was, and you can go see his, you can go see his mazar to this day. His wasiya was what? Wherever you bury me, put the class of the children reading the Quran next to it. So that it's within earshot, that, they, that the sound of their recitation, it should be, it should be heard, heard by us. Mm-hmm. I've taught children before, half as much stuff as taught children before. I don't know anyone else, but you, know, you guys have both, both mashallah or hufaz. Uh, have uh, uh, taught the kids before and you know kids are crazy you know they're not easy to deal with this is not like a picturesque uh, scenario where like everything goes wonderful and you just like you know they read and you tell them to read and then everything is wonderful stuff happens you know Uh, 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 maybe one of the people who taught kids uh, before once told me that they used to scare the children that they taught 
Maybe show them my picture and say that if you don't, <laughs> you don't behave, I'm going to send you to this Mulana Sab. And apparently it worked. I, you know? Wallahu uh, alam. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to... And that kid will probably grow up and, you know, write, write an article against all of us, right? So the, it's, not easy to do, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to teach the kids. You know? That's why most parents, even though if you tell them, is it, would you like your kid to learn to read Quran? They'd be like, yeah. But they're not even willing to do it for their own children. They're not. This is a reality. Many, many times in many places, the ulama had to go door to door, literally begging people, give us your children so that we can teach them. Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, his father took him out of class and said, no, he has to run the family business. Qadi Abu Yusuf, his father took him out of class says he has to run the family business. He has to work with me, work the fields with me. Abu Hanifa says, look, how much would it cost for, for, for to hire a laborer to do his work for him? And he says, he says, X whatever, X amount. He says, get that, get that from me every week. I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay it. Don't worry about it. Get that from me all, every week. I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this, is, this is how these, and these people, then they did great service for the deen. It's not easy getting the people to do that. And then afterward, you hear all the complaints and this and that and the other thing. But what is it, what, why is it worth it? Because what, as long as those little kids... You know, they're, 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 you know, they may be troublemakers, some of them, some of us may have been troublemakers too, mashallah. But like, as long as their little tongues are moving with the kalam of Allah Ta'ala, and it's doing something good inside of their little hearts, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, His anger will be still held at bay. And if that's the case in this world, imagine that's the case in the hereafter. You know, I didn't do anything, mashallah, you guys are the ones who read the, read the, uh, the taraweeh, and I've already made too long of a, a, a ban. But like, you know, to have like a little like a misappropriated Academy Award moment. I want to thank, mashallah, the parents of the two Hufaz that are here. And grandparents, mashallah, as well. Why? Uh, uncle, is it easy? You know, afterward, mashallah, when the bayan is happening, everybody's like, oh, mashallah, so much mubarak. People come and say that to my father, too. Oh, you're going to go straight to Jannah and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't listen to this person. He's munafiq. If his own son wanted to become an alim, he'd beat him. He'd spit in his face and call him names that he's never called anyone before. Don't listen to this guy. He's not, he's, not, he's not sincere when he says that to you. Is it easy? Was it easy? Going every day, going, dropping, picking up, dropping off, right? And like, you know, some of these are some pious kids, you know? So it's not, it's, you know, they probably did it easily, you know? Sometimes it's hard. Like in the middle, I want to quit. My teacher's mean. Everybody, the same thing, everybody. My teacher's mean, no stuff for that. It's like haram, it's bad. Like my teacher this, my teacher that. And then after the hits is done, Oh, my teacher is such a great wali of Allah. I mean, Allah for my teacher every time. This and that. Uh, uh. Everybody, you know, it, but it's real. You know, in the middle of it, in the middle of it, when, you're, when you just got beat or you just got dogged out by your teacher or you just got, you know, whatever, uh, 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 you know, failed embarrassingly some exam and or get held back or had to repeat something or whatever, everybody is like, oh, this is this stuff for Allah. Is this the akhlaq of the Prophet The teacher makes a mistake too. Maybe the teacher was being unreasonable at that time. But that's, you know, when your car, when your car, like, you know, you have a problem in the car, what do you do? You go get to change the battery. You don't, you don't like throw the car in the garbage because it happens. Nobody's perfect. It's really hard to go through all of these things. So that's why I would like to thank, mashallah, the parents of the Hafad, the family members of the Hafad, you know, that the, the, the have to put up with this and deal with all of these, uh, all of these things so that all of us can enjoy, like just show up like guests and enjoy this, uh, enjoy this moment and moments like these that are precious few moments in in our lives. And I would like to thank them also the difficulty that they have to put up with, the, the, the stress of, uh, of, of reciting, the stress of making mistakes, the stress of all of these things. It's difficult. It's not easy. 
It's not easy at all. The amount of times, the number of times that the thing that you heard in 45 minutes or in an hour, the amount of times it had to be repeated in order for that to be possible. There are places in this, in this city, there are places people don't uh, appreciate this. This, whatever Chicagoland area we're in, you cannot close your eyes and like wave your arms around except for you'll hit three or four hafaz. Still, there are massages in this, in this city. I've seen it to my, myself that the, the, the Tarawih has read from, from a phone. I've seen it. At the end of the day, nobody values it. The only one who values it, the only one who values it is the one who will say what? Who will say, you know, tell the angels to say to you that keep reciting the, the Quran and keep, uh, keep raising in rank. Recite the Quran like you used to recite it in a slow tone in the dunya and keep reciting and keep raising in rank and where the last of your recitation is, that's what your rank will be in, in, in Jannah forever. That's the one who's going to, nobody else is going to appreciate it. Nobody else is going to appreciate it. But the ones who, their hearts are what? Entrained with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ridah, with his pleasure, they'll appreciate it. So my uh, humble request for all of us is what? If you don't, you know, if you could work on your Arabic, try again. You know, if you tried to give up 70 times, then try 70, 71st time. If you know, go crack the books open. You know, memorize another surah that you didn't know from before. Crack up if you don't know what farat min qaswara means, and you don't know what zafir and shahit is, and if you don't know what you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't know what these Quranic expressions are, because you know, you know how like you know habun, you got that part down, but like the rest of it, go look it up. You know, go go encourage some some someone in your family uh, to to go and and put their kids in the maktab when it's time time to do so. If you have the financial means, then put the you know, then help help them out with it. You know, uh, have you met in Dar es Salaam the Sheikh Akif Habbal? His great grandfather was the uh, was the Hanafi Mufti of Halab in Ottoman times, and he's the Astad of the Asatid. Many of the many of the great Halabi ulama, the elders that are like like uh, like white beards right now, they actually were his students. They're his great grandfather's students. He says, "My father, because they're the family of geniuses." He says, "My father, um, uh, he, he got out of Syria." And he got a full-ride scholarship for medical school in the Sorbonne, which is like a very elite institution in Paris. And so he like went, he made like a killing, made a bunch of money, and then he came back to Syria and uh, built their house in, like a, in, in Halab. He said that all of our relatives, all he would do, he would take all of our relatives, he would go and visit them one by one, and he would say to them, the dunya is it's ending, it's perishing, it's, it's about to... You know, some Mulvi says that you're like, yeah, whatever, you, know, you don't have anything in the first place. Of course he would say that, right? He said what? He said that it's, it's, it's funny, it's, it's gone, it's finished, it's finishing, it's diminishing, it's, it's evaporating, it's melting right in front of your eyes. Go put your kids, go put your kids, make them sit in the, in the halaqa of the ulama. Him and his brother, his brother memorized like more than 10,000 lines of poetry in Arabic, he's a qari of the qira'at. Both of them are wonderfully learned people. He said our father said go study whatever you, whatever you want, don't worry about what job you're going to do afterward and don't worry who's going to pay for it, Allah will take care of you. And that's why we have, these, we have these type of people. He said that we used to go to our relatives and he used to encourage them. He, you know, I mean, he talked the talk too. He didn't just, he, sorry, he walked the walk too. He talked the talk. He also walked the walk. His two sons, both of them, he, 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 he uh, uh, facilitated their education like that. He said that he would go and plead with, plead with our relatives, put your kids in, you know, just at least have them learn something. At least have them sit in the halaqat of the ulama. A day will come when it's not going to seem as bad of an idea as it may seem right now. You know, so go encourage other people and don't just be like, oh, look, I said my good deed. I said, it. actually facilitate it because they're going to come back at you and say, well, I need a ride. I need, you know, I can't afford it. I can't this, I can't that. Act as a facilitator in the middle. If you can't do it yourself, have somebody else do it in your place. There's khair in that as well. 
Right? Not everyone can do everything in life. They say that Sahnun, the uh, uh, the 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 of the, uh, uh, the 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 Maliki Maliki school, right? The Mudawin of Kubra is like the master collection of the Fatawa of Malik. He he collected it from Malik's uh, top students in fiqh. He when he became qadi, he uh, had a, uh, a, a an olive orchard, uh, in which he would pay from the proceeds of the olive orchard somebody to go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly because he was unable to go out. He had to teach and he had to judge cases, but he didn't want to lose the, the, the ajr of it. This is the way that our mashayikh and our elders used to, used to think. So if you cannot do it yourself, then go and, and, and try to facilitate it. If nothing else, next time people speak about the, the teachers of the Qur'an with a crooked tongue. I'm not excusing if some, some, someone is a Qur'an teacher, they did something wrong, they savagely beat some child or they did... That's wrong, it's wrong. That one deed is a wrong deed. Very few people, like, you know, as a kid, they're like, I want to grow up and, like, you know, break some kid's bones while teaching. Even then, it's oftentimes it's a mistake. Even if that person shouldn't be teaching, right, uh, it's often a mistake that they made. They regret those things, you know. And they're very few far and far between. There are so many people who learn, uh, know how to read Quran, and so few people who have uh, crooked, broken legs, you know. Uh, most people can walk who can read the Quran, mashallah, right. They're very few and far between, and even those people they make missing. Next time you hear someone mention one of the one of the uh, asatiza of Quran, do say 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 something to in, in their defense. Why? Because the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself testified, man Quran wa The best of you is the one who uh, who learns the Quran and then teaches it to others. You know, say something say something that will make the people feel good about this again. You know, say something that will make the people love it again. Make a culture that the people love it again. It's wallah, it's bigger, it's better than getting a uh, uh, hundred thousand friends on Facebook and getting a hundred thousand hits on YouTube and having a hundred thousand likes on Instagram. It's better than all of these things. It's better than, than, than the money we chase. It's better than any of these things, both in the dunya and in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Allah ta'ala accept from our hafaz that, they, uh, that they, they read the riwayah of what was said to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Sayyidina Jibreel al-Ameen who transcribed it from the Loh Mahfuz to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then read it to his companions radiallahu anhum and every generation from them until now with an unbroken chain that we also, you know, in Lombard we got a chance to hear it. Allah ta'ala reward them, Allah accept from them their reading and uh, us from us our, our, our hearing of it, uh, whatever part of it that we heard. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq also of participating actively in that, in that culture of its preservation and propagation that we can also have our names out of Allah's mercy and fadl be appended with their names as well. Mm-hmm.